Welcome to the Blondie Beauty Podcast. My name is Mackenzie Judge, and I am obsessed with beauty. On my podcast, we'll talk all things beauty industry from products, launches, trends, routines, business, gossip, and so much more. So prepare to get glossed with loads of content. Now, let's get into the episode. Hi, you guys. I am so excited for today's episode because we are bringing on Dr. Mariam Zamani, who is an oculoplastic surgeon, the founder of MZ Skin, and the co-founder of the Guinea Pig podcast. I am a huge fan of Dr. Mariam Zamani's skincare line. It is amazing. I've tried tons of things, but I am super obsessed with the Hydrolift Golden Facial Treatment Mask, which we definitely get into in this episode. It was such a fun conversation and Dr. Miriam is just so chic and I am obsessed with her and her brand. And so I am so excited for you guys to hear our conversation. Let's get into it. Hi, Dr. Miriam. How are you? I'm super well. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. I'm so excited that you're on. This is going to be so fun. So maybe tell me a little bit about your background in beauty and where it all started for you because you're such a pioneer in the space now. I want to know the very beginning. Take me back. So I like to say I'm an accidental entrepreneur, but um, basically I did my medical school and all my training in the U.S. I went to Georgetown and then to GW, and then I got married to my lovely husband and I moved to the U.K., at which point I wasn't yet qualified by their standards. It's the standards here to be able to work. And so I did uh, two fellowships in oculoplastics, which is basically plastic surgery and reconstructive surgery around the eyes, the brows and the face. And um, from there, I started doing a lot of things with hyaluronic acid. So that was in the early days uh, that we didn't have much exposure as residents or trainees in the U.S. And uh, I was working in the national health system here in the U.K. And what was great about that was that there was such a plethora of um, patients to try and work with. Uh, And these were people who had lost their eye or the tissue around their eye due to trauma or like, you know, a cancer, maybe even a combination of the two. And so, um, you know, they had gone through multiple surgeries and, you know, people don't love to have surgery all the time. And so, you know, the hyaluronic acids started out as something that I was like, oh, this is so fun. You know, we can do things without actually having surgery. And that is really where it all started. Uh, and because of that, I became interested in injectables like Botox fillers. And I was like, oh my God, there's so much that you can do with the skin. So I did a course in dermatology and I got a certificate in dermatology just to understand the skin a little bit more. And I started my private practice uh, off of Sloan Street in London. And that's really where it all began. And at the same time, I had had my children. I was developing melasma, which is pigmentation on the face. Really do. Mine was due to pregnancy and hormonal fluctuations. And I couldn't stand it. And I don't wear a lot of makeup. Uh, and so I, I loved skincare my whole life. So in college, medical school, I mean, as young as 14, my mom gave me my first Lancome, you know, tinted moisturizer. And I just remember I loved it so much. And I, I always bought into skincare. There were great brands out there. And, you know, in my early 30s, I was using things like Shiseido and Natura Bise. And I really loved those brands. But they weren't touching my pigmentation and they weren't really addressing the concerns that I had. So I started using doctor brands and there are some nice ones out there. But then I, I, I couldn't stay continuing them because for me, it was like a ritual. I'd come home, work out, 
take a nice shower, put my nice skincare on, put pretty underwear on, and then like go to bed. That was like my thing. Right. And then I started using these doctor brands and they felt like medicine. And I was like, oh, you know, like if I'm going to use medicine, I might as well get a prescription. And so I started using and working with a chemist to create some formulations, stronger formulations of certain antioxidants and retinols. And my husband was like, well, why don't you make this for your patients too? And I was like, mm, I don't know. And then he said, why not just try it? And that's really where MZ Skin was born. So I started working with a formulator to create uh, some very targeted skincare. And I really wanted to have a few things were very important to me. One was the ethos and the philosophy, which is to reveal, enhance and protect. Um, and then the second was that I really wanted to have something that resonated with me. So I wanted it to be backed by science. I have independent clinical trials that um, really, you know, say that this is, you know, that can actually subjectively say and objectively say, excuse me, that actually, if you use this product for this amount of time, this amount of times a day, you're going to get this result. So I really wanted to be results driven, all of them clinically trialed. I also wanted to use the best ingredients I could source, stay away from nasties. Now that's a whole different subject. What <laughs> and also I wanted it to be sustainable. So like I hated all the packaging I was getting everywhere and I have very little packaging. I don't use cello. So I really wanted everything to be in line with my ethos of just like just less stuff. Um, so, you know, something that worked, something that felt beautiful to put on uh, excellent clinical trials. And, you know, I really wanted to have that sustainable aspect. So I, I like to say that I'm a conscious brand. And, you know, it, it all got very exciting two years into my formulations or a year and a half. And um, I met the junior buyer at Harrods and she said, you know, we don't have any doctor led brands. They're all do female doctor led brands are all made by men. And I'd love to have you. She said, let's launch you at the end of September. And I was like, oh. I didn't have like, I didn't even have branding. It's like, okay. And I, I found a fabulous brander at, who I still am friends and work with um, from time to time now. And that's really, you know, she gave me the first foot in the door. And from there, you know, now we're in many different retailers worldwide. We're in Asia, we're in the States, we're uh, going into South, South America, you know, we're in Africa, we're in Europe. I mean, it's Australia. We're, we're kind of on almost every continent. So it's been very exciting. That's so cool. Well, that is such the backstory. And I loved every second of that. So interesting to me, but tell me, so you're from the U S which is so cool. Tell me what drove you to relocate to London. Was it to my husband? Totally for, totally for my husband. <laughs> we were so dating long cool. distance. And then, and then when we got married, he couldn't really come to the U S to work. So I moved to the UK. Right. So did you do anything in beauty in the States or did it all kind of start once you were in London? I mean, I was in private. I, I was young when I graduated um, and did all my residency and my, uh, I started a private practice um, in Virginia right. and that was only really for one year. And, uh, and I got engaged and I was young. So I moved to London directly. Okay. Okay. I was thinking because the European beauty laws, as you know, are so different than the laws yeah. in the States. So that's why I was thinking like, when did it all start for you? Because yes. that would be a big jump if you were like familiar with US beauty laws. And then you're like, oh, There's, it's a minefield. It's really crazy. There's some things crazy. that you can do at much higher concentrations in the US and you're not able to do here in Europe. And, right. you know, there's the vice versa too. So it's really, it does get complicated when you sell products internationally. Yeah. Well, let's jump a little bit into your first field of work with being a surgeon, a plastic surgeon. You're known for a lot of non-surgical 
cosmetic procedures that you do, like, like Botox fillers, lasers, you mentioned, what are some good treatments for someone who's just starting out in this space? And maybe someone who doesn't, isn't really too familiar with doing things like that. Um, well, I would say, you know, to do your research. So there's a lot of people out there, um, who think they know a lot more than they do, or think that they've gone on a course and therefore can administer these things, you know, for botulinum toxin, there's a lot of different things. I mean, uh, there was a viral uh, Instagram post where, you know, someone lost, you know, became very, got a ptosis where the eyelid droops down. There are real complications, though, sh- hopefully short lived, but still, you know, you don't want to be walking around looking kind of funny. And then with, you know, fillers, that's actually a whole different ballgame. And I think that's something that we all have to take really into consideration because I think of it as an implant that you're having for a certain amount of time. It's something that you're injecting beneath the skin surface. And there are a lot of things below there's, you know, tissues, muscles, fat, and you blood vessels, nerves, you really need to know how to use the product that you're using, how to correct any problems that may arise and how to actually identify problems in a timely fashion so that you can have a good outcome, even if you do unfortunately have a complication. Yeah. So I think it's really important to, to research who you've gone to recommendations are always a great place to start. Um, but then also, you know, do your own homework, look at the website, look at the before and afters, um, and, and go in for a consultation. Does their aesthetic look like something that you're going to like, or is it actually, you know, way overdone or, you know, subtle, it's always better to be under treated than to be over treated. That's so true. I've seen so many people be botched, you know, in the industry. Yes, absolutely. So that's, that's good advice, but do you have a personal favorite procedure that you like to perform no matter what it is? Are you like, yeah, I love everything that I do. So, I mean, I love all the blepharoplasties, the eyelid surgeries that I do upper and lowers. I love all the injectables. I love all the lasers. There's literally nothing that I do that I don't like. I love that. So it's, I'm very fortunate. Um, you know, I, I really love every aspect of my practice. Well, good for you because so many people right now hate their jobs. I hear it all day. I I know it's crazy, but is there anything trending in this industry right now where you're seeing someone come in for it over and over and over? I mean, obviously I think now I think there's much more acceptance of having all these treatments done. So I think that's one thing, um, which is really nice. And people are more um, open about having treatments done. Uh, Social media has made it a lot more acceptable. Also, I think social media allows one and, you know, podcasts allow people to understand into uh, the procedure and sort of make it a little bit less scary or at least break it down, which I think is really important so that you you don't, you understand it a little bit better. Um, but I think there's a, now a bigger trend to do less. So I think less is more is actually something that has taken space a lot of space. I also think a lot of people are doing a lot of home treatments because we've been locked at home for so long, obviously (laughs) eyelids, people are, you know, everybody wants to have their eyelids done. And that's one of those things. It's like gray hair. Everybody needs it at some point. So, you know, I think on the surgical line, I think it's becoming more acceptable. People are doing it a little bit earlier, not to, to, to look their best as early as they can. So they live their best life. And I think in terms of non-surgical, there's a lot of treatments out there right now that, um, you know, are really nice in terms of, um, getting your skin quality better and really upping their game at home, not just with skincare, but at, at home skin regimens and, uh, you know, tools. Right. So talking about at home, let's get into your line a little bit. I want to specifically start with your light devices because 
I'm fascinated with light therapy. I think it's so cool, but I love you know, it. so much more than I do. So tell me all the details. How does it work? All the things. So um, LED stands for light emitting diodes. And these are different wavelengths of light that are admitted uh, through an instrument, whether it's in the office or at home. And it needs to give you a certain therapeutic dose in order to help uh, do different things. So for instance, my pink light has a combination of infrared and red light for one of its settings. And then it has a combination of red and blue. And these are different wavelengths of light that either help with collagen stimulation, help to uh, have an anti inflammatory effect. Um, you know, the blue light with the red light helps one decrease the amount of P acnes, which is a known bacteria that contributes to acne. Uh, it helps decrease the amount of that sitting on the skin. And then you have the red light, which helps as an anti-inflammatory and boost collagen. So you're getting, uh, you know, that important, uh, you know, boost within the skin. Whereas the red with the infrared is really one for anti-inflammation, but mainly just to boost collagen production and is a great for, you know, rejuvenation, or if you've had a peel or a laser in terms of healing, it's a really lovely treatment to do. So there are different wavelengths of light that are then absorbed by the skin. Uh, my pink one is amazing because it's the first FDA approved for both rejuvenation and for acne to, for the dual molet modality. It's really nice because it's portable. You can walk around with it on. It protects the eyes. So, you know, when you're looking at these LEDs, you have to make sure that the eyes are well protected. So the brightness isn't going into the eyes. And if you have one that's more like a shield to make sure that your eyes are closed the entire time and ideally to wear an eye um, mask on top of it. And also um, is really great because it's soft and malleable. And it's one of the only ones on the market that we know works with this dosing. So you don't need to do 12 minutes. You don't need to do 20 minutes. You need to do 10 minutes and it turns off on its own. So it has a timer and it'll tell you exactly when to do it. You know, there's a, a few different devices out on the market. It's very hard to gauge what's right and what's wrong. But what I would say is that, you know, you're never going to get a therapeutic dose for three minutes and there's no, you know, scientific data that would absolutely co collaborate with that. So so like there is nothing that would that you would be able to look up uh, medically and, you know, to be able to justify using a, a product for three minutes. So we have done clinical trials. And the nice thing about our clinical trials and what most people who do these types of things do is there's like a bell curve. So there's like this optimal amount that you get uh, benefit that you get when you do the 10 minutes. And if you're doing more than 10 minutes or less than 10 minutes, and you're not at the optimal dosage for the amount of light that you're supposed to receive. That's so cool. I've definitely worked with a little bit of red and blue light, but never pink and pink's my favorite color. So I'm like, yeah. I need that. I need to try that. So fascinating to me that we can use light therapy to help with our skin. And it also, correct me if I'm wrong, but it helps with inflammation. And does it also help with things like reducing like stress and anxiety. I mean, you know, if you're affected by seasonal affective disorder or anything that kind of gets you down, I personally think that red light always helps. And so okay. it's not its primary function, but absolutely. It's like being in a, like in the nice warm sun underneath the beach, you know, so you never get hot from it, but that brightness fills your mind. And I do think also having some mindfulness, 10 minutes, giving it yourself a rest and just sit back and relax and, um, you know, have that, uh, time to yourself. I think that's really important. Yeah. I love that. Well, what is your current skincare regimen? I'd love to know from you. 
as the expert, what do you do? So I do so much, but I'm always playing with new things. So um, my skincare regimen is I wake up in the morning. I usually just splash water on my face. I use our Bright and Perfect, which is a 10% um, encapsulated vitamin C with tranexamic acid and nasalic acid. And that's really to help brighten the skin. Great antioxidant. Uh, it also helps to promote collagen production. And so it's, it's one of those, I think, that like everybody should be on. Uh, that's my first layer and that's a serum. And then after that, I use my tint and protect, which is a tinted moisturizer. Again, that has some vitamin C, hyaluronic acid, very hydrating, and just gives my skin a nice glow and a sheen. And I use the soothe and smooth eye cream because I have lots of fine lines and wrinkles around my eyes. Uh, and then if I put any makeup on, maybe like a little bit of blusher, a little bit of lip balm, and then I'm good to go in the evening. It's a little bit more involving. So I usually come home, I wash my face with uh, cleanse and clarify. And then from there, I just want really hydrating for my skin. So I usually use the rest and revive. And now that it's winter, I use replenish and restore on top of it. Uh, and then, you know, once a week I'll try, I mean, I'm always trying new products because we have so much in, in our new product development, but those are, those are like sort of the core things that I use. And then, you know, once a week or whenever I can get the time, I'll do an LED or an ampule series or, you know, just some masking. So it just depends. Well, in terms of masking, I love your HydroLift golden facials. Oh, thank you so oh, much. I love them. And the eye masks, they're so good. Maybe go into thank that you. a little bit. What's in those? How do those work? They're so good. So I love the eye mask because basically, you know, these are really lovely uh, treatments that you can do in the comfort of your own home. They only take a few minutes to do. So basically what, what happens is, is that you have a, uh, event or you're feeling like your skin's dehydrated and you put these masks on for between five and 15 minutes uh, and your skin is instantly revived. So underneath the eyes, it helps with hydration. It helps as an antioxidant level and anti-pollution level to help clear that information away, uh, inflammation away, and really gives you that dewy, you know, I just slept 12 hours type of uh, situation, which is quite nice. Yes. They feel so good. And they're one of those masks that doesn't feel, I feel like a lot of masks like this leave like a residue. That's very like sticky feeling. This is so hydrating and nice. And you just, you know, it's good for you. So I love that one. You don't wear a ton of makeup, but maybe tell me some of your favorite beauty products just because your skin does look so nice. And I know it's mostly the skincare, but what do you use as far as beauty? Um, so for makeup, I use, um, I don't know all the names by heart, but I use a Tom Ford bronzer cause I just love that. Yeah. Um, I also use NARS orgasm in terms of like my blusher. Yeah. And then if I'm wearing eyeliner, I really like Charlotte Tilbury. She has a violet one and I Ooh. think that's quite nice. Um, it's pretty pretty. And I just use Blistex on my lips unless I'm going out. And then I have like I think every Chanel color lipstick you can possibly imagine. <laughs> so I usually wear one of those. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I love it. What advice do you have for any young beauty entrepreneurs who are looking to maybe formulate their own line? I would say, you know, stick to your core values. Always know where you stand apart from someone else. Talk to as many people as you possibly can and get as much input as you possibly can because it's just really important in terms of, being able to stay true to your own ethos uh, and also to create a path for yourself. You know, you can learn something from everybody. 
Uh, and, you know, maybe even if you don't learn something from that person, you know, it could, that conversation could prove helpful in the future in another way. And you just don't know what it, it might be until later. So I love getting information. I love, I have a really fabulous group of women and some men who I bounce ideas off of, and I'm always asking people for their, you know, input. And I do think that two minds are better than one. So, um, I do think it's really important. And then also, uh, you know, costs can get spiraling and out of control. So really try and make a realistic, uh, you know, plan. Uh, I did not have a plan. So I'm saying that in hindsight, it worked out for me, but, um, you know, I kind of was working and doing this simultaneously and I really didn't have it as a business in my mind. Uh, and what I would say is that everything is at your fingertips. It's a matter of hard work, um, late nights or early mornings, whichever one you are, uh, a little bit of few tears, I won't lie. And, <laughs> and really, you know, perseverance and stamina, you know, so you just have to uh, stick to it and believe in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. Right. I think that's great advice. Well, do you have a procedure or a product that you think everyone should try at least once? I think our soothe and smooth eye cream is really like it's our cult product and everybody absolutely loves this product. So yes, if you're going to try one thing as I'm the eye doctor, I would try the soothe and smooth. Anything you recommend to eat or drink to help improve skin in any way? Obviously nutrition uh, is very important. Sleep is very important in everything from mind to body to skin. The skin is the largest organ on the body. So you know, beauty sleep is a thing. Try and get as much, um, you know, your, your, your beauty sleep, which is usually between, you know, seven to eight hours, nine hours. Um, try, I mean, if you, it, it's, it's always better to be a little bit mindful and have something that can, you know, release your stress. I think it's really important for everybody to do one thing a day for themselves, whether it's that 15 minutes with the face mask on, or it's a little quick jog in the park or uh, a 15 minute meditation. I think everybody needs to do something like that for themselves. And in terms of food, you know, look, I think everything in moderation, Yeah, uh, I'm not going to tell you not to do this and not to do that because that's very hypocritical. Um, but keep hydrated. I think that is very important. I do keep a lot of hydration myself. Like I'm always, I always have, you know, right now I'm having a licorice and cinnamon tea, but you know, you can have, uh, you can have water, tea, whatever floats your boat, try and keep your blood sugar stable sugar is the enemy uh and you know just don't beat yourself up so you know if that ice cream sundae looks really good then enjoy it and have it and uh be happy about it don't then sulk about it you know afterwards so i think nutrition is important sleep is important but you do your best and uh wherever you can i love it do your best but you can eat the cookie it's okay exactly well, is there anything that you can hint at that's coming for you personally or for your line? Is so many fun things coming. Um, we have a few launches this year. Uh, we have a really amazing eye product that I think is going to be off the charts in the fall. So watch this space. That's so exciting. It well, is thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And if you have any other questions, feel free to get on my Instagram, Dr. Mariam Zamani, or... Uh, MZ Skin Official. Happy to answer any questions for anybody. Well, thank you. And where can people shop? So you can go to my website, which is www.mzskin.com or MZ Skin in the US. 
uh, mzskin.com, or we're on a number of different platforms from Netaporte to Revolve, we're at Saks, uh, Nordstrom, Blue Mercury. So we have quite a large distribution. So you can find us in any major city in America for sure. Well, thank you so much. This was so fun and I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to the Blondie Beauty Podcast. Like what you hear? Don't forget to rate and subscribe for new episodes every week featuring the latest beauty news. Stay glossy until next time. Mwah.